Welcome everyone to the Outtakes Movie Podcast, where we're going to go through every single movie of all time and rank them objectively, best to worst. I'm joined as always with my elite crew, and we'll, give, we'll do some proper introductions to everyone. Amelia, you invented Avid, that's right. You're fucking well quiet, man. You've gone completely <laughs> silent. Oh, boy. <laughs> Miller invented Avid. Miller, you invented Avid. That's correct. That's the area of post-production you're in. Yes. Uh, uh, Joe, you are the Academy Awards. This is correct? The whole that's thing, what, yeah. That's yeah. what not, I thought. Not even the people, just the building that they hosted in. Yeah. I'm the papers. I'm the paper. You know when they take it out? That's me. That's you. And Jacob. Me. You all right, man? Um, yeah, I'm here. That's me. Solid. Hello. And I, I'm just a mug who spent way too much money on a film degree and have a desire to give it out for free through many, many episodes of ridiculous nonsense. And today, our ridiculous nonsense is the ghostest with the mostest, Beetlejuice. Amelia, tell us all about Beetlejuice. Right, okay. Um, it's only a really short film, uh, so I don't know how short this episode will be. I'm going to try and keep it a nice size, but... Was so much to talk about. I really enjoyed uh, actually researching this film, and I can't wait to tell you, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. Obviously, it's Halloween soon, so we had to start our October one with a bit of Halloween goodness. Um, so, obviously, this film was released in 1988. When was, you know, last week's episode when we did Batman? What year was that released? Was that the 90s? 89. Well, the, oh, the, the, yeah, one, so the, the one we the did, Batman Batman or the Burton one, yeah, that was 89. Yeah, yeah. I think you can like proper tell throughout this that he's like hinting I think there's loads of like giveaways not loads but like there's like a bit isn't there where he's got like bat wings and I'm like hmm that's also Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton and Tim Burton do you reckon this was a prequel? Yeah. maybe yes prequel yeah sure, well, oh yeah Daddy Elfman yeah did you guys hear obviously this film did really well in the box office um, did you guys hear what the idea for the sequel was going to be? No. I did. Literally yes. in the oh, end. You. <laughs> yeah, it's four. Okay. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but like I say, this did so well on um, opening box office that they instantly went, right, we're going to do a sequel, but it never happened because obviously he went straight into uh, the next Batman. Amazing. Um, so yeah, it was going to be Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. Not even joking. Oh my <laughs> I gosh. When I found this out, right. I found this super real. <laughs> Whole idea was going to be he like goes on holiday or something. He ends up in Hawaii. Um, I think the Deets were meant to still be there and they had this massive hotel or something. Uh, and the whole idea was he was going to like haunt it and cause mayhem over in Hawaii. That's pretty fun. See, I mean, to I be fair, read, this like... movie reads to me a lot like a franchise movie anyway like your titular character yeah. shows up so little that it already feels like they assume you know full well who he is that we've had hijinks yeah. previously and we can just move on with other stuff so that that sort of idea for a sequel doesn't surprise me at all like i'm, I'm sure, sure that the sequel as well they were gonna like weren't they gonna like build the hotel on like a an ancient burial ground or something and that's what was haunting the something, something like that yeah yeah and honestly. it was like <coughs> and i can't even remember what the i remember i remember in the thing where he was gonna turn into like beetlejuice was gonna turn some kind of big huge demon thing at the end and then he was gonna cause some like hurricane or something i can't remember what it was there was a name for what he was gonna turn into I can't it's remember what really it was. weird look into it, it when like, you get chance it's very odd yeah it's very strange, but... Yeah. But they, it still could happen, because apparently um, Winona Ryder and Tim Burton, I think, do supposedly want it to happen. Whoa. So yeah. that could be I'd interesting. Love to see that. I don't know if they'd still stick with Hawaii. Same part, Probably yeah. they should, just because of that. Is they so should ridiculous. just insist on <clears throat> sheer stubbornness that Winona Ryder is still, like, 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> They could do that horrible de-aging thing that they're doing at the minute. Yeah. And just, like, that would be crazy. They shorter as well, just... Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Digitally. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, so, obviously, Michael Keaton plays Beetlejuice. Um, amazing actor. I love him. I find it really weird to watch him in this, though, because I never think it's Michael Keaton. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. Same. I always forget that it's Michael Keaton. There's, like, one Crazy, bit. It? It's, the, it's the Showtime bit that just got really famous where I can see Michael Keaton in it. And then everything else is just like his voice, his face. It's some other nut job. It's Crazy. not him. Yeah. 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 
but yeah, it said to um, people on the internet say this is like one of his best performances. And like, even though he's not in the film that much, because apparently it's worked out to be he's in it for like 17 and a half minutes in total. That's how much like, screen time he gets. Um, oh, wow. Even though he's in it for such a little time, he's such a good character. Like, Joe, yeah. you probably know this with your theme pack knowledge. He's the best character to meet in Universal Studios. He's amazing. Like, honestly, yeah. he's great. He just walks around and just is so like awkward and sarcastic and just. He's, yeah. he's just such a good character and it's crazy for someone who has a headline of a movie and is only in it for 17 minutes. And I, yeah. I genuinely think that is all down to Keaton yeah. and his portrayal I mean, of it. Because in, For those who <clears> don't <throat> know, it's not Michael <clears throat> Keaton at the actual Hollywood Studios. It, they don't like oh, God, no. <laughs> to walk around. Yeah, he's got other things going <laughs> like, on. That's what he does these days. You know, he just walks around Hollywood Studios dressed as a Beetlejuice. I mean, I can imagine I he's maybe done it at least once. Like, do you remember that time um, just <clears> after Pirates of the Caribbean came? Oh, no. It was at some point, but Johnny Depp went and actually like went into the ride mm -hmm. and pretended um, as his character and was just scaring people in the ride. Do we I mean, all know so what Michael Keaton could do that? Do we all know what Bill Murray does with his spare time? Go on. Supposedly, he goes to restaurants and like steals people's food off the plate. Like he'll take a chip, <laughs> and then he'll just ah. say, "No one will believe you." Walk away. <laughs> do you know what? I'd love to be famous just for that, nice. just to do weird things and get away with it. Oh man, that's amazing. Like, I kind of want him to do it to me though. Like, I'd want him to I'd be like, oh man, Bill Murray stole my chip, man. And they're like, no, they didn't. And you're like, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that. Um, so, another thing that I found really interesting is that apparently 90% of Beetlejuice's like, um, lines are ad libbed by Keaton. Which is quite interesting. I, I yeah. find it, especially considering he's only in it for such a short yeah. time, to think that most of that he just thought on the spot, if that is true. Like, yeah. that's quite cool. I found that rather interesting. But, yeah. um, and of course, Alec Baldwin plays Adam. And I'm not going to lie, it took me until half the film to go, holy shit, that's Alec Baldwin. Yeah, same. Because I've never seen him yeah. young. Yeah. Like it freaked me he's just out. Been old forever. Like he was just born an old. Do you want to know like how why? Whenever I think of him, all I think of is bloody cat in the hat. Yeah. Oh, you know what? He as soon as you said film. his name, yeah. that bit where he's like trying to <clears> force <throat> the fucking military on the mum just popped into the yeah. head and he's just chilling. That's all I think like, of. Military buffer boys or whatever. It's like, all right, I'll just <laughs> calm down. I know him he's from like fucking Mission Impossible. Suit. He is in Mission Impossible. Mm. Like, it's him in it. I've never seen later ones. I want to say, yeah. I'm sure he's I'd in like those. I'd like to think that he is. And Donald Trump, honestly. Yeah, yeah, the Trump he, sketches. Oh, I always forget that he does that. He loves being Donald Trump. They were good. Oh, Allegedly, he hates it, but he keeps doing it. And then he did that book. Yeah. Lord, yeah, because once when the impeachment started, <laughs> topical politics, um, <laughs> when the impeachment started, immediately people were like, oh, you're going to come back and parody this, right? And he was like, do you know what? I fucking I hate doing it, but I probably will. And I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, money, I guess. Like, it's like fucking, what you call it? Um, Harrison Ford playing Han Solo again. And yeah. he's like, oh man, I hate <laughs> Han Solo. And he's, there's that, there's that thing where he's on, I can't remember which Jimmy Knight show he's on, but they bring out the, the figure with um, Han Solo and he's like, oh, he's like ripping the figure apart. And it's like, oh man, I hate that character. <laughs> oh, you're going to pay me lots of money to bring him back. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see I, where you're going with this. I really enjoy actor who genuinely seemed to hate it. Alec yeah. Guinness in the background of your uh, room there, Jacob. You can oh, that yeah. that painting of him has yes. literally got a thousand yard stare as he gazes off and is like, "Fucking hell, fucking Star Wars, man, <laughs> fucking George Lucas, fuck this shit." Fucking hell. You're so right. I was a he. He probably thought of himself as such a serious British actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm in oh, a space opera. <laughs> like, well, see, Amazing. I reckon right that he wasn't even. Do you ever had like they read the stories about like Star Wars and stuff when they're filming it? That like was it Mark Hamill when they were filming it? He was actually, he wasn't like proper up his own ass, you know what I mean? Like he was prop. I read like a thing or watched something with um, Mark Hamill, I think it was. And he was just, they were just talking and he gave him like loads of acting tips and stuff. And then it's like afterwards when he's done all these other films and everyone's like, oh my God, you're Obi-Wan from Star Wars. And he's like, what? Uh, that, was, that wasn't British, but you know. <laughs> you know but he just, I can, it was... Because I, I saw an interview with him and he was talking about Star Wars like just after the first one came out. 
And he doesn't even like, you can't even, you don't get the sense from him that he doesn't like it, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just another movie and then it blew up the way it did. And then he's like, you know, like, why am I remembered for this? This thing? It's just a bunch of like kids fighting each other. <laughs> and I'm just the old man. Like, what? And then, I mean, it's fucking, I suppose I can get it. But then he still came back as a ghost in the other two. Mm. So, what, 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 what are you doing, Alec? I mean, I don't know if he's in. <laughs> Was he an empire? Yeah, he was. Money. He was yeah, the Dagobah bit, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. So he still did all of that. Like, oh, you know, what a guy. But money. What a guy. Speaking of ghosts, Beetlejuice. Bringing it yes. back. Great, great, great. There we go. I knew there was a reason why keep, we keep you around. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> all right. I'm joking. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, Fuck I am really joking. Um... <laughs> We have Winona Ryder playing Lydia. What did you say? So yeah, we, we kind of touched on it a bit. What did you think about Lydia's character before obviously we get into the whole storyline? And what did you think? She's Because I, I think she's quite cool. I don't know why, but I feel like before going into this movie, all I'd ever seen was her all over like goth Instagram pages. I mean, like, who is this chick with a pointy fringe? What's this? It's, it's interesting, <laughs> but I'm all for it. Um... Because obviously this is one of like the big films that she's obviously really like remembered for, which yeah. I think is quite cool. Apparently yeah. she really likes it, which is great. Um, but yeah, uh, and then obviously the last big big name that I want to talk on is obviously Catherine O'Hara. I think I'm saying that right. The mum in um, oh my gosh, Home Alone. Yeah. She's oh yeah. In it. Oh yeah. She also did yeah. the voice of Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, was that her? Did she? That's her. Know. Yeah, and I she did all the singing. Yeah, amazing. And obviously that is a Tim Burton film. Oh. So that, I feel like... A lot well. of this cast keeps showing up in Burton's movies. Yeah. Yes. Isn't definitely. Isn't the dad in this? Isn't he the, the guy from... Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Yes. He plays the, the teacher, Jeffrey Jones. No, yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Jones. Yeah, that's his name. He, is he, he's in Thingy as well, <laughs> isn't he? I um, recognise his face. Tim Burton's... Sleepy Hollow. He's in that as well. I'm pretty sure. Is he? I think he's in. I think he's in Sleepy Hollow as well. Yeah. I mean, does he play the same character in that as well as he does in the other two films. Just some doofus bumbling along, (laughs) trying to just make shit happen. I do. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) He's just. He's just the same character. Literally. And he's funny, but he's just just the same. Just the same. Yeah. Doesn't. No, there's no, no acting needed, he just plays himself. That's what he's like in real life, you know what I mean? Sad. Well, there we go. Oh, there we go. Um, before we move on as well, there's just one other two things I wanted to mention before we get into the plot. Um, have you seen the way that Beetlejuice is spelled, like, originally? Not the one that's used in, like, the title and the title card and, like, probably what we'll put for this episode. The one that's in have the movie? S- yeah, yeah. The, the way they... S- Beetle guys. Ge- yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, apparently that is taken because it's from it's one of the stars in the Orion um, constellation, and apparently it's the one furthest out and in the most darkness. Ah. Don't know if you guys want to analyse that more. We don't have time, so straight up. There we go. I just thought I'd get that one out of me, uh, my book of wonder. Okay, um, so yeah, so let's get onto this plot. So obviously it starts with a very The Shining intro done it with this whole like quaint little town um apparently it's based in connecticut i found that out don't know oh. if that even matters to I don't know. They mentioned um, it briefly so i remember thinking for ages like they don't have any glaringly obvious mm. we're set here and at some point when they're talking about real estate or the guy you've got the guy back in new york he's like oh why would i want to go to some shithole in connecticut yeah oh so it, it is mentioned they, they mention it yeah yeah. That's good. Um, and so, so, yeah, we get introduced to this, like, really quaint little town. It's lovely. He's, like, Adam's building, like, this cute little model. It's all so cute. And they've just got married. And why would you want to go on holiday when you can stay here? All really cute. All great. Then this bloody way too chill dog just comes out of nowhere on the way home. I rewatched that scene so many times. He's way too chill. It's well funny. Like, yeah. I was in hysterics. <laughs> It's when he's just like, they look around the back and he's just like stood on the plank on and it's plank. just like, I'm going to get off. <laughs> I, I love that bit. I absolutely love that. I really wanted to look into the dog uh, and find out, you know, what's his claim to fame, but I didn't get time. So I'm really sad about that. So I apologise. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Probably, but. <laughs> oh, Obviously, I want to know if like, 
Does, did the, the dog didn't get a name, did it? I mean, obviously it's just a dog, but like a lot of the time, <laughs> so. weirdly, they always do the thing where like dogs have the, the dog in real life is always named the same as um, what it is in the film. The only example I can think of is in um, the Wizard of Oz. The dog that plays Toto was actually called Toto in real life. And really? I don't know if that's like a, a training thing. So I suppose it makes it easier else. if like the actors yeah. have just says the dog's real yeah. name and the dog will respond. Yeah. That kind of makes then, like, sense. Yeah, that would be a lot easier. What if that dog's in something and it's called like John or something? And like you've got like John and it's like <laughs> not me. I don't know who that is. Bitch. <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Like I, mean, I was wondering that. Would name like, a dog John. I don't know. If you're out there, your dog's called there John. There must be one. Sure. Contact it's not, us. I it's not know, called John. Even if your dog is called John, it's not called John <laughs> it's not, now. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to name it for you. <laughs> like, what would even be like an, an alter? Like, what's like a dog version of John? Like. Jono? Rover. Max. Maxter. Max. 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 I actually know someone who with a dog called Max, though, so, you know. And Max isn't a great Max, example because that's also so. a person's name in it. Yeah, exactly. So, and we know someone called Max. So, apologies, Max. Max. Shout out you to Max. Max. Sorry. Shout out to Max. Oh, while we're doing what shout outs, shout out to Kat, who oh, said yeah. that she loved our episode and last Kat. week. Shout big out up, to Kat. Kat. We lo- big love, big love. Um, so, yes. So, sorry, where were we? Yes. Um, so, they, had, they obviously get back home covered in water. The viewers believing... At this point, I was straight up like, oh, they got out. Holy shit. Yeah, same. Fair news. <laughs> wow. And then, obviously, we see the handbook for the recently deceased. And you're like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. That makes sense. Apparently, throughout the whole of the film, um, Tim Burton made the decision to not have them completely wet. Because in the world, the whole idea is that however you die, that's how you are. Thought that in was that odd. moment for the rest of it. Yeah. yeah, but he said he didn't want to make the rest of the cast uncomfortable. He yeah. said that he'd rather them just be like able to act normally instead of having them absolutely stopping wet. Which, if I was an actress, I think I'd rather because I don't want to be wet constantly. That's weird. Yeah, and you can um, make the excuse that it was like death on impact rather than death by drowning. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually quite a good idea. Actually, I didn't even think of that. Um, <laughs> See, what did we think as well, really quick? Because obviously. Um, Adam steps outside, doesn't he? Because they're like going, oh, I'm just going to go outside, whatever. And obviously they go outside and you're in like this whole... Very, obviously it's the 80s, but there's very crude green screen with I like loved the it. sand stick. It was good. I, I love it. it. I liked it's it. It's so weird. Like, For some reason, I've never seen it. It reminded me of Dune. Or Dune. However you say that. You know, you know that it's film? It's like, like psychedelic weird, Dune. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Imagine Timber. I mean, that's got that's got sandworms as well. Oh, there we go. See, I I knew I may have had the connection somewhere. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And obviously, we learned that in this place, time is completely different because he thinks he's only gone for like two minutes, but um, Barbara's like, "You were literally gone for two hours." So that's really interesting. I like the idea of this random world. Um, But I did a bit of research because I was like, "What? What the hell is this place? This makes no sense." Um, Apparently, you basically have to stay in one place for 125 years. That's kind of the whole idea. So that's why you can't leave. Just purgatory. Yeah, Yeah. which I find really interesting. Like, I hope I die in a nice place. If you were to die in the house, you have to stay there for 125 years. You just periodically just take hops to the sand place where time moves more quickly and then just hop back again. Interesting shout. That way you could, like, live... Did you just cheat the world? I don't, I don't know how the maths works, but if he was two minutes to two hour ratio, minute to an hour, you could be you could spend a whole day in twenty four minutes, just under half an hour, right? Ah. And then that's three thousand and something days you've got to spend. Just spend three thousand minutes, which is what? That's something maths. I don't know. <laughs> I say I'm awful at maths. I'm letting you take this one. <laughs> Currently, as we record. We've had a thousand minutes of our show watched. So, ah, all of you who have done that, you have to do. If you can, tr- you. if you can, if you can do that by triple, dodging yeah. sandworms, Simon Purgatory completed. Gone. Yeah. Get on See, that ghost web. Watch us. When Jacob, when you suggested <laughs> that then, and you were like, yeah. um, say like you thought, like you thought, what if you do it this way? I'm like, oh yeah, maybe. I just imagined, the thing that popped into my head was, 
I imagined um, all the people or entities or whatever who like control death. They're just they're just constantly watching everyone, ready for people to die. But they mm. saw you make do that, say that, and then they're all just looking at each other like that, like oh my god. And then I imagined one of them just you know that that scene in Remember the Sith when um, Mace Windu's pointing the lightsaber and he's like, he's too dangerous to be kept alive. And that's what I imagine <laughs> them doing when, they re- when you've like cracked the code oh. and they're all, all conspiring Holy to like, shit, come get you. So you I'm going to meet a really like, untimely death all of a sudden, aren't I? You're going to start shit. like seeing the Grim Reaper around and he's just watching you like that. And like... <laughs> Can you imagine if he just went really stiff and just died? Yeah. yeah. I like, Every episode over. Everybody, you got to... You- must watch until the end for live actual death. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want? I don't even want it to, to just die. I want like the Grim Reaper to show up and just in All the right, door church. in the background. No, no. It is. <laughs> no, I want the door in the background. Like you know that gif of Big Bird just kicking the door in and the door just falling off <laughs> his hinges. Yeah. I want the Grim Reaper to do that and him just turn around and be like that and he'd be like, just touch him and does he's dead leaves. Don't even take the body or anything, so I'm going to be on edge for the rest of the episode now. Stick around for that at the end, you know what I mean? Shit, brilliant. Love it, love it. Oh my god, that's that's actually amazing. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so then obviously we get introduced to the Dietz family. Um, Good old Tim Burton set design and costume design here. Lots of black and white, lots of just very Tim Burton-esque things all about it. Um, what do we think of, um, oh my gosh, her name is completely out of my mind. Delia. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the mum, Delia? Because I'm not going to lie, she annoyed me. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I think we're meant to not like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she yeah. was frustrating. <laughs> she was so, yeah. I'm trying to think of a better word than, or another word for frustrating. That kind yeah, of sums it up. smashed it, yeah, annoying and frustrating, yeah. I guess. Even just that she's so... That pause, that actually summed it up, to be fair to me. Yeah. Yeah, she's rather yeah. annoying. And like we said before um, about, oh my gosh, I'm actually losing my mind. Charles, the husband, <laughs> he's just he's just there, bless him, isn't he? He's just kind of there. He's just like happily like, oh, let's just chill. The place is great. Yeah. <laughs> he's right. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Great life, great time. I love how he's like, he's all about like this like old American, just architecture. He loves this old house. Yeah, he's got with like the most elaborate like I don't I don't know if she's an interior designer or a designer of some kind she's she's wacky and this yeah. guy has got with her which I find rather interesting <laughs> like what I don't know how attract, I feel you know? well there we go there we go uh, yeah um, and then obviously we start the whole I'm not sharing this house with these utter lunatics and the haunting begins I always think whenever I think of the haunting all I can think of is when Deborah is in the wardrobe and like they open it and she's just there hanging. That's great. And she just like peels away her oh, face. Oh yeah. Every time it still freaks me out. I know how it's done. <laughs> I I get it. But it, it oh I don't know. It's freaky. It's to great look at. fun. That whole yeah. haunting scene is re- amazing. Like when she holds, she's she's there like holding Adam's head with like a bloody knife. Yeah. And they just <laughs> look right through him. It's great fun. That was actually, as soon as they said, oh, we can't be seen, and the first thing that happens is they go, ah, and look at the wardrobe, and they see her there. I'm like, wait, no, hang on. And then, when do the second bit, and she's there holding his head with a knife, why can't they see the knife? Ah. Interesting shout, I don't know. Oh, you just broke it. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Now now it's Tim Maybe that is a movie mistake. It's too dangerous to be Is Tim Burton? Tim Burton's, but literally going to kick down the door behind you, like that's what it is for the whole time. Yeah, that's why he made this film to give us a hint of what the afterlife is like. I can get another one now. Bloody hell! Oh my gosh, I love it. So yeah, so obviously that doesn't work, and so obviously Lydia's kind of a bit suspicious to it all um because throughout the film it's kind of said that she's obsessed with death and obviously like being this like stereotypical goth yeah. she's obviously obsessed with this whole thing um i was trying to work out i don't know if you guys could shed some light on it for me because i i can't for the life of me remember why she can see them is it because she finds the book for the recently deceased and it kind of is like a gateway between her and the like the dead world or whatever 
Or is it just because she believes in it, therefore she can see it? I think it's I, more that. that. She, she spots them okay. before finding the book and stuff, so I think it's just yeah. that she's more... She does in doesn't the window, really doesn't connected. she? Yeah, doesn't she take yeah. the picture yeah. or something? Oh, I can't remember. Like, I forgot about the, that. The book but, yeah. says that the living won't see them. Not that the living don't. It's just they won't. They don't yeah. think that they're a thing, so they just won't see them. But if you think that it's a thing and you believe in it, then you will. I think ah. that's how it works. Okay. Okay, that's good. I wanted to get you guys' idea on that because I thought that was quite interesting. Um, before we get onto it as well, those pictures where they're stood in the ghost sheet. Amazing. They are honestly <laughs> so. I, I, I really. I, I just wanted to recreate them. They're so Want a ridiculous. copy of an actual one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just kind of, like you can just like even though you don't see your fa- their faces, you can kind of just imagine them like. Like, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and then obviously we are introduced to the whole nether world. It's called where they go to the waiting room to talk to like. All of those people. Um, really quick fun fact, which I'm sure you guys have seen in your research. Um, you know the magician's assistant who sat there obviously yeah, like cut in half? It's great. The legs are actually Tim Burton's then-girlfriend. Whoa. Oh! Which yeah. makes it even weirder. Joe, you've probably seen it as well then. In the end scene, when Keaton's when like feeling yeah, up the legs. Yeah. Literally, Tim Burton's yeah. going to have to have watched that. And I feel a bit sad Tim for Tim Burton's going to have to have told him to do that. Yeah, even yeah. worse. Cooked himself. Oh, you know what, though? I'd actually... Imagine if he didn't tell him to do that, and it's just Michael Keaton's like, oh, this is your girlfriend. Just, like, there to try and, like, piss him off. And you just imagine him, like, behind, sat behind, like, a monitor watching, just, like, on his chair, and he's just like, oh, you motherfucker, like that. <laughs> just him getting, like, well pissed off about it. Oh, but it's God, Michael amazing. Keaton, so what are you going to do, man? You know what I mean? But, oh, exactly. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> One thing I find really interesting, which you kind of hear a little bit further on in the story, but I'll put it in here, because um, this is the first time we actually see the waiting room. Um, Otho, I think that's how you say his Otho, name, yeah, that, yeah. Otho, is that it? Um, he basically states, I'm pretty sure it's him, he says everyone who commits suicide becomes a civil servant in the afterlife, which kind of explains most of the people in that whole constitution. For example, the lady on the reception, she goes, that would have made things easier for me or whatever. She has slit wrists. Oh, that's such um, like a brutal, like, <clears throat> was it with this, the, like the Miss Argentina band she had going on and then she like slit her wrists because she was just too Miss Argentina or something. <laughs> And then just killed herself. Like, oh, there's that off. dude. There's that dude that's like hung himself, and he's just like swinging. It's all the way <laughs> yeah. through the offices. That's well Did funny. Did you ever see that um, that viral video where it was like it's a zip wire around like a kid's phone yes, thing, and it's like I I literally hung there like I was dead just to scare all the kids, and it literally is just a guy hanging on this zip wire like swinging side to side. I will send it to you later, and I'll get you to put it in the link down because oh my god, it's amazing, and that reminds me of that guy like you say hanging by his neck, absolute like comedy genius. <laughs> um, so yes, so that happens. They go and speak to her. Um, her name's Juno, I believe. Um, and yeah, she basically states the whole, you've got to stay there for 125 years, so like, get used to it, like, you're fine. Um, I don't think Beetlejuice has been introduced yet. Nope. No, is that where we, no, we haven't seen the video yet, have we, where it's like, get on down. I don't think so. Um, and yeah, so obviously then they come back, and I, I think that's that's when we see Beetlejuice. I'm trying to remember, I, haven't, I wrote down an order, but I'm just like, <laughs> heh? Why did I write such brief notes? Like, I've ruined it for myself here, but that's fine. We'll keep going. Um, so yeah, like I say, we're about, I think it's 20 to 25 minutes in. It's quite far in. And that's yeah. when we see Beetlejuice, which is crazy. Again, like we said earlier, he's only in it for a short amount of time. And it's crazy that he only comes into it really like at the end of the first act, if we're going to call it that. Um, and I, I just love how we first see him, like an annoying car salesman. Like, just I like, thought we saw get him on down. <laughs> He's chilling with the newspaper. You don't sort of see him. You see like his arm, and he yeah. finds he finds Adam and Judy in the like obituary section. Yes, like, I'm oh gonna gosh, yeah. target them. Oh uh, yeah, Adam and Judy, Adam and Barbara. Who's mm. Judy? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, um, do you guys kind of know the idea? of where Beetlejuice came from and like why he decides to become a bioexorcist and all this. No. 
No. no. <laughs> Basically, they said he was his. his uh, he he was Juno's assistant or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Like, yes, hundred um, percent. I haven't really. I, I couldn't really find anything into the what he was before he died. So if any of you guys find any of that, that's amazing. But I couldn't find anything. But yeah, he's basically her former assistant, which is why he's obviously been banished and he's trying to like get on back because he's a little bitch. Um, and then we obviously have the very famous Dale. Me say Dale scene. I love it. I remember I've seen that scene for so many times, like so many, so many times. I'm thinking, what the hell is going on in this film? But this looks crazy. And then when you actually watch it, it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. I kind of love it. It's so ridiculously weird and mad. Um, but yeah, what did you guys like think about that whole scene? It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's, it's great I'd, fun. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and I think, it, I think it goes on a bit too long. Um, I get what you mean. The choice of song is also odd. I'd say even a little bit problematic. But um, it's all the haunting stuff in this is great fun. Tim Burton... Yeah. Tim Burton, without the freedom to go mad with CGI, has so much personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I like the realism of his films, like you say. Like when when he's got to rely on really zany actual like character actor stuff <laughs> or or stop motion instead of the freedom to do whatever with computers, it it always yeah. comes out like like it's so unique. Even if it's the sort of thing that like turns you off. It's a style, and that's something yeah. a lot of directors just just don't have. Honestly, they just come in, do a film, and then who who's that guy? Who did Trolls? You know, who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know now. But <laughs> but we'll Tim Burton we'll recognizable, <laughs> yeah. and it's because he does scenes like this. I thought it was good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I I love him. He's, I think he's what? got such a cool style. Like, what had he done? Is this like? I can't think. What has he done before this? Like, Ooh, was there any like so major films that he'd done before this? I don't know about major releases, but I've seen a thing he did when he was very early on in the business called. Um, I think it's called Victor. <gasps> I've, is this the one with the Edgar Allan Poe style like poem over it? Yes. Or is it, or is it an Edgar Allan Poe story? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's, not. it's very similar styled. Um, so it's this little stop motion about this little kid. And it's the idea is... No, it's not Victor. It's Vincent. The idea is it's oh, actually, Vincent Price. Actually, yeah. Like Vin, the Vincent Price character, essentially, the yeah. spooky narrator, as if it was a real child who, like, did, like, fucked up things. Like, I think he kills his dog or something like this. Like, it's really, like, messed up. And it's this, like, 30-minute short film that I think he, like, yeah. he funded it all himself and stuff like this. But it, it's it's got his style definitely in it. I don't know if he did something after this, like, just before Beetlejuice, but, like, I think that's yeah. one of the things that made him stand out to people. Just Googled it. He did um, Vincent in 1982... But he did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-ish other short films. Oh, dude. But was this seeing this has actually triggered me to think of something else. Carry on, Joe, before I carry on. I was just saying, is this his was this so this was his like first feature film then? No. Basically no. it's made me think of a story actually that I did research. Um so obviously with the casting of Beetlejuice being Michael Keaton, originally, do you guys know who um, Tim Burton wanted to play Beetlejuice. Was it Robin oh, Williams? I know that it... No. Weirdly enough, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> so, so they, they wanted um, Michael Keaton, but they offered it to Robin Williams so that they get Michael <laughs> Keaton to do it instead. <laughs> <Yeah. Right. laughs> and that's where they got the idea to do it to, for Jack Nicholson? Oh, Boom. Bastards. Sons of bitches. Green hair, white face, oh, everything. Oh, yeah, it all makes literally. sense. It all makes sense. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I knew that the thing. I knew that they didn't um, want Mike. No, he didn't. He's he he, he wasn't gonna. He wasn't thinking of Michael Keaton. I knew that. I don't know who he was gonna have instead. But wasn't it the studio that wanted Michael Keaton or suggested Michael Keaton? Yeah. So basically, yeah. originally, uh, Tim Burton wanted Sammy Davis Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. The um yeah the, like. The swing singer and oh, like, Sinatra guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly. I'm, really weird when you think about it. <laughs> I really love it, like, on this. When we do this thing where we say, like, oh, yeah, we were going to do this alternative person. This is who they're going to cast instead. Big reveal. And then everyone, like, everyone who doesn't know who it is are just kind of like, 
<laughs> uh, and then it clicked like, that's what you and that's what Jacob and Sam just did then and then it clicked who it was and Sam was like oh yeah Man, I still like, I was, think I know but I'm not he sung and, Mr. Bojangles if you know that song I do know that song now yeah, he's, he, he, yeah okay. he sung that song um, but this is where it connects to what we were just saying so basically the first film that Tim Burton did in, was in 1985 and that was Pee Wee's Big Adventure like Pee Wee's oh. like the American version of Mr. Bean. If you guys, I didn't know really? that. Yeah, that was his. That was his first major motion picture. And apparently, Whoa. so Keaton had been offered the role at this point, and he was like, "Oh, don't really know. I don't think this is for me." He watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and apparently, he had like this. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah, I'll do it. Kind of moment. So that's quite interesting. I mean, yeah, have sure, you ever seen Pee Wee? He's actually quite scary. Yeah, like weird. He's very odd. Well, Pee Wee yeah. Herman. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that uh, PSA where he tells you not to do crack? <laughs> yeah, no, I've seen that, yeah. It's in- it's insane. It's so it's it's like it's Pee Wee Herman looking dead into camera, like dead in the middle of frame. He's in like the void. There's just like the blackness behind him and this light shining on him. And he goes, "Okay, kids." This is crack cocaine. <laughs> it's like <laughs> telling you about all the dangers of doing crack, but in that like how horribly like creepy Pee Wee Herman voice. Oh. It's fucking bizarre, man. I'm googling that later. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, and then yeah, he went on to do Batman, then Edward Scissorhands, yada yada yada, and the rest is history, as they say. We were talking about the Deo dance. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, really interesting fact. Um, did you know that Catherine O'Hara also meet her soon-to-be husband on this film? I don't know if they're still together. That's one thing I didn't actually look at. But um, he's called Bo Welch. Welch, I think we're saying that right. W-E-L-C-H. Uh, and he Sounds was the production right. designer. And apparently, oh. apparently the story goes that um, Tim was basically saying, oh, you should go over and talk to her and all this. And then, yeah, they got together. And the rest oh. is history. Oh, if they yeah. haven't split up. <laughs> So I find that really cute. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I love it when I find out like things where people have like met on set and they're still together and they've had kids. And I think that's well cute. Agreed. That's just me. You want. There's someone famous. Do you remember? I mean, anyone seen Ma- the newest Mad Max, The Fury Road? And there's mm-hmm. the one with the guy who plays the guitar. And he's like, like the fire's coming out the top. Mm-hmm. He's married to someone famous and I can't remember who it is. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to find out. And then I'll I was gonna say, we'll just be on... Yeah, we'll just be on like a completely unrelated topic and be like, oh yeah, by the way, that guy. Do, honestly, just blur person. in because that sounds rather interesting. Um, so yeah. We're quickly jumping back. You know when they go and see Beetlejuice? I find it really interesting that, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, the F-bomb is said. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's nice PG, fucking model. It well? It's a PG. Yeah. So apparently the PG-13 rating had been introduced, but apparently this one just slipped through. And it ended up with a PG. And this is one of like the few to have an F-bomb in it. This is one that's really odd, I thought, because <clears throat> I have Beetlejuice on Blu-ray right here. And that is not a PG. Oh. That says 15. <clears throat> that must be and the whole the time I was watching this, and I was like, this is a 15? How? Yeah. How? And apparently just contains strong comic horror. Nothing and, about swearing. <laughs> well, the thing comic is, it's horror. There's, there's your sudden F-bomb, is your whorehouse, and is your, yeah... Oh my yeah, god, you're comic, just like skipping towards it. Comic, <laughs> comic horror, like, overly gory, you know, blood coming out of a face. But to the mm. point that it's just funny. <clears throat> yeah. But it's, it's, it's... God, what was I watching that someone described this as... It was, um... Has anyone seen Good Omens? No, not yet. No. Every, it's good though. Everyone watch Good Omens, it's fantastic. But that show would be perfectly acceptable for uh, people of all ages. Really good family show. Nothing's in it that's like, visually scary or intense or <clears> anything. <throat> but every so often, David Tennant just lets her fuck out. And it's, it's so it's bizarre. <laughs> and it seems tonally just weird. Because it's the same thing in this, because he's, he's, he's you know, he, he says the fuck word, but he's in a little model house and it looks like, you know, everything's a toy. <laughs> it's very strange. It almost doesn't go, does it? <laughs> it sets the tone quite well. Yeah. Just being a bit off. Love that, love that, love that. Oh, right. What was that thing um, with, is it Breaking Bad, where they wanted to retain the 15 rating or something? 
So they drop they drop like one f bomb per season, and it like got to a point where they were only used at really good scenes. Like um, I can't think of one off the top. Of my, I can think of one off the top of my head, oh, but I can think of one off the top of my head. But it'll ruin it for anyone who's not seen it, so I don't want to say it. But yeah, there's only like one f bomb in the entire of each season, and I'm sure it's because they were only allowed to use it once to keep the 15 rating. If they used it more than once, then it would go up. I think that might be completely Ooh, bullshit, I but I don't know. We threshold that. I mean, that that's yeah. that's a joke I've been waiting for it forever. In since, uh, especially since Deadpool's now in the MCU, for him to end up in a 12A movie and <laughs> start joking about like when he's gonna use his one f bomb. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I really like. I want to feel like, like he'll call it a fuck bomb by mistake, and that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking for to use my fuck bomb. Oh, that'd be it. Yeah. That'd be you it. know what? I hope that's that it, yeah. would be good. That would actually be good. And then good. for the rest of the movie, he has to find like creative ways of avoiding <laughs> yeah. swearing. Yeah, I yeah. To state at the beginning that he's got to change it. Like he's got to say like duck or something instead of the f bomb. I reckon I that'd, that'd be but quite like, quite creative. I quite I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, I want him to just and then he would actually. Wait, would they make the joke that they did in fucking what was it in Age of Ultron where he's like, um, "What's your language" or something like that? <laughs> Would that be that like a joke when they'd be like, oh, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but. It's fine. Thanks. Oh, the... I couldn't find who that flamethrower guy was, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to Oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously the whole dance does not work. More than anything, it pushes them to want to stay. And they're basically like, oh my god, we can make a business venture out of this. Like, we're going to start selling tickets to the haunted house. We've got ghosts, holy shit. Which I find quite funny, and yeah. I just think that's quite a good idea. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so it's like, what we're going to do is we're going to invite my big boss to dinner. Um, so, yeah, Charles's boss is going to come over, and that's like what you said at the beginning, where it's like, why the fuck would I come down to Connecticut and all this, which I find really cool. It also, it gets going really quickly. Suddenly, like, yeah, you, you get this up. one, and it's like, oh, shit, okay, a lot's happening now. Um, and that's really cool. So then, obviously, we get the whole scene where... Um, Oth- how did you say his name again? Is it, Oth- I think it's Ortho. Ortho. Um, he obviously has stolen the book of the recently deceased. He's nicked that. Um, and he decides to hold a seance to summon them. And obviously they actually do get summoned. They get like completely just pulled away from where they are. It's great. Um, I still find, you know, because they, they start to decay. I I know, like, like I said with the other ones, I don't know. Maybe this is why it's a 15. Because like even though you know it's fake and you know it's an old movie, you know it's all makeup and like you say, see just like little stop motion animation clay it's still weird to look at i don't i don't know if that's just me because i'm like an absolute scaredy cat but i don't know, I know what you mean i find it like, creepy <laughs> i find that it's it, i mean it's a completely different genre of film but it's a similar thing like i don't know if you've ever seen the thing the one from 1980 i still i know i want to watch the original I wanna, one wanna first. no but you know what you know that it's not real and obviously the film's famous for its like amazing practical effects you know it's all thingy Fucking hell, is it terrifying when you're looking at it? Like you know it's fake, but there's just something about it. And there's almost like, there's just... almost something more scary, isn't there? When you see an actor's head change into the really obviously yeah. like fake one, and it's like uh, it, this isn't as horrifying as if it they use CGI to make it like a real head. But now yeah. I know something's going to happen to that head, and I've got yeah. to prepare for well, it. <laughs> that's the thing in the thing. The, that, that happens in it and it's like the, the character but like it's just it, it looks so unnatural that it's yeah yeah it's like yeah. have you ever seen um <clears throat> you know you ever watch when those like you watch those like videos like top unsolved murders or whatever and then it shows you a picture of what police have like say there's like a body who's too decomposed you know, we're, we're talking about ghosts and it's halloween so it's fine to talk about this um yeah there's like a body to find it 20 years after whatever too decomposed but they use, like, computer or whatever to redesign what they think the face looked like. And it's just absolutely fucking terrifying because yeah. the eyes yeah. are huge and they're, like, taken from what you about. And it, it looks like that. And that's what makes it scary because it just looks wrong. Like, it's familiar. No, I agree. 
it's like when you're playing a game and like the facial animations are a bit off. It's yeah, familiar, it's like but it's kind of scary. Thing, we, I was yeah. just about to say, do you think this comes into the Uncanny yeah. Valley then? Where yeah, we know it's, it's... We're kind of a bit like, what? What? Yeah. Like, you just don't really quite get it? Like, like it's it's not so much scary, it's more that it just mm. makes you feel uncomfortable when you're looking yeah. at it. Yeah. And that's what's totally. kind of the scare element, because it's... I don't know. I, I mean, I prefer to have that feeling from a film, though. Unless yeah. it's like an actual horror film that's meant to scare you, I guess. But it's if you if the film goes for a more kind of uncom- makes you uncomfortable, makes you kind of like creeped out rather than full on screaming or whatever. But I mean, that's that's I think one of the strengths of this film is that it's it's it loves playing with these concepts established by like far more intense horror films than it. Like the, one of the one of the times that Adam and Barbara tried to scare uh, uh, scare the family away. And they stretch their faces out and like rip oh, their yeah. jaws off. Oh, and like Barbara that. in particular is there with like a, a, a gaping jaw, this really long tongue, and then two little eyeballs sat on it. But they just <laughs> yeah. walk around like that for a bit, and it's fucking, <laughs> yeah. I was in hysterics. Like like <laughs> yeah. in in this in this scene we're talking about now, where they, they get summoned and and they start to decay. Adam tries to say something and his jaw falls off. <gasps> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it does the thing it's like it's it's meant to be like you say scary but because there is this underlying tone of comedy like like you just said you just laugh at it and you yeah. kind of forget it's meant to be scary which is quite i, I kind of like that yeah like, like i don't want to be too scared to the point where like you say like when modern horror films now they just want you to pee your pants we all want you to be scared and absolute i guess that is the point of horror films but like sometimes yeah i like the idea of being spooked but not yeah. it's it's the scared. level it's the level that i prefer like i remember yeah. everyone you know praises like the original scream for being a really good satire of like slasher and horror films and stuff but when yeah. i first like watched scream <laughs> and there's the bit at the start where the girl strung up on the tree and her guts are hanging out and stuff. Like, it's still done with ultra-realistic, like, prosthetics and makeup. Mm. So it still just yeah. made me cringe and, like, you know, like, flinch up rather than, like, yeah. laugh at it, which is, this movie is much better at doing that. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, Amelia, I don't know if you, like, saw this, but, like, um, I read a thing the other day that um, said that this film was originally going to just be a full-on horror film. Yeah. In the original version of it. Like, the car crash scene was going to be, like, really gruesome. Or something like that. Which, I don't know how it would work, because isn't the whole point that you don't know they've died immediately? I don't know. Maybe they reworked yeah. the script or something, I don't know. But yeah, originally it was going to... And he wasn't even going to be thing. He wasn't... Like, the character of Beetlejuice wasn't going to be a kind of, like... There was going to be no comedic elements to him. He was going to be, like, a murderer and, like, a rapist. <laughs> and, like, he was going to be, like, just this horrible demon thing. Did you and know like he, he was meant to be a small to... Middle Eastern man. Yeah, yeah, that was going to be. Really gonna be and it's like it's that wouldn't. I don't <laughs> think that would have worked. It would have just been some Not kind of like B movie, like horror. Thing. You yeah. just say, yeah, I can't imagine yeah, this film wouldn't. not being. He wouldn't be such an iconic funny. pop culture character yeah. as he is yeah. today. I think. Like it just, yeah, no, it just wouldn't have been good. I don't. I just don't think it wouldn't. It would have been as good. It would have. It wouldn't. We wouldn't be talking about it now. I no. don't think. If it was that, and not at all. If that was, if Tim Burton had done it, I think it would have still been unique in the sense that it was Tim Burton, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a good way to use his talents. I don't. Think. It's like in um, did. is it is it Mars Attacks that has some like really gory shit in it? Oh, I he did Mars Attacks yeah. as well, didn't he? It's yeah. a great fun film, but like yeah, some of the I'll stuff that him. goes a bit far in Mars Attacks, it just feels like oh, this isn't Tim Burton. <laughs> That yeah. was a bit too. <laughs> yeah, like it's. I know what you mean. Like, I actually watched that recently again. Um, I always forget. Yeah, I watched that film and it doesn't feel like a Tim Burton film that much. I don't think. Maybe he didn't have as much say in it then. Maybe. I. I mean, I don't know much about that film, but just when I'm watching it, mm. um, I don't know if it's just because we've like associated Tim Burton with being dark and gritty and. Not dark and gritty, but you know what I mean? Like No, but he's got this tone, isn't he? Yeah. And thingy. Whereas that so much, it's not really like that. It's like all the aliens are these little green, you know, they're aliens and they're all like being thingies and they're sewing heads onto dogs and things. And yeah. It's, like, it's weird, yeah. It's <laughs> I, th- I think Tim Burton, Tim Burton I would describe as whimsically spooky. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's I mean? That's, like that film isn't, I, would, I wouldn't say it's 
like spooky at all i wouldn't say yeah no it's like not. it's it's a whole different kind of like but, you know. like like per this purring as well tim burton of danny elfman like i almost can't think of a better director composer yeah. like like I combination love danny like elfman. danny elfman's music in this is at its absolute most danny elfman and <laughs> it's 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 music that you can almost imagine a cartoon villain like tiptoeing around to you yeah. know it's that with, with, sort like, of, little, little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's what it is it's it's mm. comical it's whimsical it's it's not spooky in like oh we're just gonna play the strings and build the tension it's like let's have fun with this mm. he's, yeah. he's so good at writing music because obviously he his version of the bat theme one of my favorite pieces of music just yeah. as a piece of Stunning, music isn't it? Yeah. like i was lucky enough to see that we went to this like um, like orchestral sci-fi music thing, and they played that. And oh my god, live! It's incredible. Which is like, I can't wait because at the end of the year we're going to go and see Nightmare Before Christmas in concert, and Danny Elfman's conducting. Oh, nice. Just to see his music in real life. Catherine O'Hara is meant to be there as well, singing. So like, just the idea of Danny Elfman's music honestly makes me so happy because he's just such a cool. He did the Simpsons theme. Yeah. As well, for those of you that didn't know. His name is in the credits of every episode. So good Mm -hmm. job for missing that one. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, crazy. Fair enough. I didn't know that. That's cool. Mad, isn't it? So there you go. Yeah, good old Danny Elfman. I love him. (laughs) Um, Then we obviously have the very chaotic last half of the film where obviously Lydia wants to try and save them and so she runs oh no no does she try and save them or does she run it so Lydia, Lydia is trying, trying to, to save them by bargaining with Beetlejuice like come out and, and, yeah. and save them please but then he's like I'll do it but we're gonna get hitched ton that whole scene is one of my favorite because obviously that that is obviously where the famous i'm the ghost with the most baby but that comes from and when he's playing like charades he's just like oh you know if if you save me i'm gonna have to go to you know bar mitzvahs and all these and oh, so many autographs he, he that to that too i could watch scenes like that over and over again because it's just it's like watching a comedy act mm-hmm. to me i don't know i i find it really funny yeah um he, he's just so random i love him <laughs> Um, but yeah what are you guys thinking I'll move on otherwise I mean I think <laughs> like, like, the... <laughs> he has a concept of how old she's supposed to be right I'd like to think like, I, know, like to I know think. he's supposed to be a bit of a pervert <clears throat> but the thing is Ooh. is I almost think there was something missing here because the sudden the sudden oh I'm gonna get married to this girl it it almost feels too random. I know yeah, he's been doing lots of just random of fun blue. things, becoming a weird snake and whatever. But I almost think I I had to invent this step of logic where if he marries her, then like, does he can he s- stop having people having to use his name? Does he get to come back from the dead? Like, is there something going on here? Some sort of yeah. Ritual? The reason isn't really explained, is it? Like, mm. I think I feel. I, it is just a gut feeling, but I do feel like something was caught. <coughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it did feel like it would make sense. It's yeah. sudden extra tension for uh, for presently at the movie, just the sake of having sudden extra tension, just an extra thing to deal with before we finish with the movie. Mm. So it feels more like something's been cut because pres at, at, like before this everything's been quite nice and tight and you know it doesn't feel like we're just like doing things for the sake of doing them um it's it's a well-written movie up until that point so it it feels like more mm-hmm. like something's been cut rather than something wasn't done yeah i feel like there might anyway. have been a scene where you've got the um oh, what are their names the two people who died what are we, what are we calling them barbara and adam yeah those two there was a scene when they went to the weird purgatory place i reckon then if they could have asked oh can we find out how we can stop being dead? And at that point, they could have gone through a list of, like, loopholes or, like, ways you can do it. And one of them that they could have mentioned at that point is marry someone living or yeah. whatever. If it was mentioned earlier on, I feel like it would have been less of a weird, just sudden, instantaneous, oh, yeah, got to marry this girl. Detention. I googled it. Because oh. I, I, this was annoying ooh, me, ooh. just like you guys. Answer. Um, it's, it's literally taking me to a Reddit 
thing. There's no official answer. Okay. Um, but people sure. in the comments are all basically saying, and one of the top voted ones is like, it basically compares it to how does an immigrant get to stay in the country that's not of their own by getting married? So therefore, how does a dead person get to stay in the land of the living by so what getting is that? married? I mean, he does say so he does. He does make a green card come. joke just before <laughs> yeah. Lydia yeah. used to do it. So. Maybe then. So yeah, may- maybe he just wants to get back into the living to be able to cause, like, like you say, mischievous havoc. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, and then yeah, so you have we have this whole scene with that very scary kind of small guy who's like trying to marry them after he's like done like he's come out of the thing with this carousel and the very elaborate thing. I just remembered as well. This is me being an utter nerd as well. I have a notebook with this exact thing on it. So there's the house. Huh. And then there's the sandworm. Oh, that literally just, cool. Sorry, that literally just came into my head and I don't know why. I completely forgot I own this. Because you're talking about Beetlejuice. That's really oh, weird. Probably why you remember that. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I apologise, that literally just came into my head. Um... So yeah, so he comes out the ground. This is where we see, like you were saying, Joe, about the Batman references. Um, Because he's got, obviously, like, little bat wings, and it's really cool. And he's like, right, let's get the show on the road. Um, And yeah, that whole scene where he just, like, wreaks havoc is pretty great. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, he has to get hitched. So that scary little guy comes out, and he's just, like, just chilling. And it's just like, oh, we need, what do you call it? Um, Not witnesses, but, like, he brings them all over, basically, to watch. Um... And then apparently Barbara's riding the sandworm. I didn't notice yeah, this. Yeah, she does. She rides yeah. it. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She just, I all of a sudden, she can just know. ride the sandworm and crashes through and just yeah, it's well crashes funny. him back into the underworld. All I genuinely didn't see her riding no, it. And so yeah, I, like, when I researched, it, yeah. I was oh. like, what? Because earlier on, she like, hit one on, on the nose or something and it went, eh, and just kind of fucked off back <laughs> onto the sand. And then later, she was just riding one. Mate, I like. I like to say. Worm. I like to think that it was the same one, and she's gone. Oi! If you don't let me ride you and crush <laughs> Michael Keegan through the floor, I'm gonna <laughs> boop you on the fucking nose, mate, and you're not gonna like it. <laughs> boop. Yeah. But it, yeah. Oh, I love that. Bit odd. Um, and then so the ending where obviously they're all in the house together. Upon first viewing, I had one idea of what happened, but then when I actually was googling it and I looked at the official plot summary. It's not what I thought at all. So what do you guys think obviously happens in that end scene where they're all together in the house? Do we think they're all dead? Do we think they're all alive? What, what do we think? Oh, I Sharing just, just... the house, aren't they? Just so yeah, that's they what just I assumed on going. So yeah. they were allowed yeah, to redecorate And Lydia essentially get, manages to get the parents that she wishes she had uh, in Charles and Delia, but in Barbara and Adam. So she'll like, stay with them. And they become the parent figures who are watching out for her grades and things like this and having a good fun time. Whereas Delia and Charles get to just fuck off and like the legal do whatever they do. Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm. when I first saw this, I thought, oh shit, they're all dead now. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know if that's just me not fully, like, say, it's just something not clicking. I originally thought that they'd all died or this was so far down the line and they'd all agreed to just haunt this house together. I don't know. Uh, so I kind of when I found that out I was like oh I kind of like the idea of them all being dead because obviously she starts to float doesn't she I was like oh my god she's a ghost oh my god like <laughs> but no she is just flying being possessed um, or something yeah. Yeah. yeah so like yeah I just I like the ending it's quite a cute little ending um, but the end ending where we're obviously in the waiting room did you guys know that that scene was very much added on after a test screening with the audience felt like it yeah it felt yeah. a bit like okay sure we would have been happy without it, but mm-hmm. we'll have it. Sure. The sort yeah. of thing, the sort of thing they put at the end of the credits now, if the movie yeah. was released. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. life art. So yeah, no, that that actually does sound like something they do today. Like you say it right at the end. Um, yeah, apparently audiences loved the film, but were like, "I want more Beetlejuice." So apparently, they yeah, they just filmed this scene. Um, and yeah, it's just I I think it's like I say it doesn't fit. It makes no sense. Like you say, it should be at the end of the credits, or like when the credits roll down the one half, and then they've got like extras playing on the side. Like, but oh yeah, at, at oh they've not done that for a while, have they? Man? They've not done that. That was for a good, while. funny stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put the blooper reel. You know what? Yes, that was it. <laughs> Pixar bloopers. Since you said that though, actually, a film I watched the other day. Does anyone right? Has anyone ever watched? Um, it came the film that came out the other day on Netflix. The um, I'm not going to say second name. 
the guy he's in like the hangover and he does like the voice of uh, joker and, like, zach galifianakis that's the one are you talking yeah. about are you does... talking about between two ferns yeah yeah the, the inter- and they made the i've film, watched like the first hour of it I've i not, watched I've the whole the end yet like i actually liked it i like between two ferns yeah. anyway i think um, it's funny and i like the film i went in expecting it to be <laughs> bad and it wasn't i mean it wasn't the best film ever, but i enjoyed it anyway but the, in, during the credits on that, they have outtakes while the credits are rolling. So we've just said that there's not, they don't really do it anymore. And it's literally that film came out like this month. And there they we do go, it in bring that. it back. And it's amazing because it's just the exact same outtake. It's just him asking the celebrity the question and the celebrity just bursts out laughing, you know what I mean? It's the same <laughs> one every single time. But you just love, love it because that. it's like, oh, all these people that I know and that I love, oh, they're human too, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they still do it apparently though yeah but outtakes but yeah so part, apparently this scene has been analysed and then we'll end it there apparently people say that this is him like having to restart again or something I don't I, I saw a lot of theories that they think this is where he's kind of had to go back into the afterlife again and he's starting again so he's in the rate, waiting room he's just died again and all this basically because he obviously he went to the land of the living but it's had to come back. There's loads of theories into it, to be fair. I, I just see it as a bit of fun, like you say. It's not, yeah, not too deep. I don't feel there's like, not that, that deep, much man. for me into it, yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think... If they'd have done a sequel, I don't think it would have played into anything. <laughs> they like, they wouldn't yeah, have no, brought it up at all. I yeah. No. I, yeah, I think it's literally yeah. just a case of people wanted more of him to, like, right, just do this. Like, just stick on the end kind of thing. Like, yeah. I reckon it took him, like, two days to film it, you know what I mean? He's kind of like the original Western Godzilla who's just not in his own movies. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, that is Beetlejuice, and thank you guys so much for watching it. I appreciate Enjoy nice. it. We're at the Amazing. End. <laughs> so as always, we're gonna go through it one by one, giving any final thoughts, and we are all gonna give it a score out of ten. And then I'm gonna use maths to give it an overall score out of hundred, and we'll see where it ranks on our objective best to worst films of all time. Start us off, Amelia. Cool. So obviously I picked this one, so I'm going to be quite partial towards it. But I only saw this film literally a couple of weeks to a month ago for the first time, which is why I really wanted to show it, because I'm still on that kind of like fresh new movie. Um, But yeah, I really liked it. I love it. I love the characters. I love how it's like we were talking about films being too long the other week. I love the fact that it's just short. It's a bit of fun. You can have a laugh with it. And then you can always watch it again, like you say, next week, if you just want something in the background, because it's that short. But yeah, I love it. I love Tim Burton. I love Danny Elfman. I love everything about it. And I'm going to give this a nine. Nine. Ooh. Big, big score. <laughs> big score. So, it's no secret that the um, last episode we did, or the, well, to be more precise, the Batman Forever episode even, not Baby Driver, Batman Forever. That was quite whimsical and a bit colourful and weird and wacky and you just had to accept it and I wasn't at all accepting of it I'm not going to talk any more about that whatever this one for me is similarly whimsical and weird and wacky and funny but I enjoyed it so much more I think it was because it wasn't in my mind it didn't this was the first time I watched it I watched it the first time this week and I didn't have any other preconception of the characters or anything really enjoyed it thought it was great honestly surprised it was a 15 as I mentioned, but I don't care. I'm older than 15. I can watch whatever the fuck I want. So I loved it. I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it like a solid eight. Eight. Joe. So like I've actually, this is one of those films where like um, it's been kind of around my like whole life basically. Well, I mean, yeah, I suppose. Um, well, like my mate, for example, one of my mates was like really into Tim Burton when he was younger. Um, so he would always talk about this film and so I've kind of seen clips from it and I feel like I've seen the whole film over the course of like 10 years but for this the this week was the first time I actually like sat down and watched the whole film in one go you know what I mean so and I like it was weird because I was watching that and I knew all the I knew the story and I knew it all but yeah, watching it all in order and the way it was meant to be like actually viewed, yeah, I quite liked it. Um, so I'd give it like, I'd say probably a, a seven, just because 
it's like Tim Burton in it, but like it's an early Tim Burton film. And then you get you just it, it gets better the more films you go on. I mean, not so much anymore because of like yeah, it's kind of thing a bit yeah. But yeah, in the nineties he did good, so that's fine. So yeah, mine's a seven. Uh, yeah, I, echoing all your thoughts basically. Uh, I I think I caught a brief snippet of this many many years ago on television and i thought oh it's colorful and it's fun i must watch more of this and i didn't and then i did for this week uh and yeah it was it was it was just i don't know everything i said earlier about how much charm and character tim burton managed to give in 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 this movie it's 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 right there it was um i suppose you could argue that the plot is a little bit choppy and a little bit messy and the fact that there is so much speculation that has to go on is a problem but overall, this was great fun. But yeah, it was it was it's really really it's 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 great fun. I was in hysterics almost the entire movie. I thought all of the nods and weird references to other far spookier things than itself were, were really well done. Beetlejuice, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. So that gives us an overall score of eighty. Ah. Which puts it at number two. Ooh. Ooh, who's number one still? So number one is Baby Driver. Yeah. Number two is Beetlejuice. Three is Vertigo. So you're, you're two of yours are in, in, in the top three, Amelia. That, that's going to change very soon. <laughs> then Batman Forever and then Bad Boys. Bad Boys, worst movie of worst all movie. time. Yeah. Thanks again, <laughs> Jacob. But, <laughs> don't worry. Jacob, that brings us to possibly our most important segment, and that is finding what we are going to watch next week. Jacob, right. enlighten us all. So, you'd be glad to hear that this is not another Michael Bay or the sequel to Bad Boys or anything Thank like God. that. Um, <laughs> Actually, if it's Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Thankfully, no, I'm sparing you. Um, in keeping with the theme of it being October and spooky month, I thought I'd pick something that's more... Spooky season! Spooky, spooky season! Spooky season, even. Spooky season! Of course. <laughs> Gotta get that alliteration in there. Um, yeah, so this is something... It's not It's not a horror movie, but it does involve some scary stuff. It's a bit of scaring going on. A couple of monsters and things. And I think this will be the first animated film we've looked at. Ooh. It's gonna be Monsters Inc. Oh, <laughs> oh no! As soon as you Amazing. said like, Monsters, I was like, oh my god, is he gonna say Monsters Inc? We I could bring out the did. Mike Wazowski memes. Oh, I'm so excited. Man. Exactly. So yeah, <laughs> oh, incredible. Incredible. Forward to I love, it. I love Monsters Inc. That's a great movie. I'm excited. Yeah, I love the theme. I love the theme. Just like the, the really loud version of it as well. That's how we'll start next week. Like... That's how we're going to start next week. Just saying. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, you know, we'll do it. And when it goes, I'll just pop up. That's how you introduce me. I'll be like... That's how we'll do it. So Tune in next week for that. Literally. Join us then uh, next week for that stunning uh, rendition of the Monsters, Inc. theme. And of course, we'll talk about the movie as well. Uh, like and subscribe. Let us know what you think of Beetlejuice in the comments below. Watch Monsters, Inc. with us as well. We'll be the world's biggest film book club one day. And give us a follow on social media and all that good stuff. Bye. Sweet. Bye. Awesome. Nice. Laters. What? <laughs> That only covers up your camera, dude. Just like <laughs> that. Yeah, no. that was the joke. That, that just be like that. And then next week, I'll just start like that. And then it's like, like that. and my phone was there the whole week. <laughs>